Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody, and welcome back to D-Plus Us, the show about all things Disney. I'm one of your hosts, Griffin Tunnell, Griffey D-Pad, and with me, as always, is the wonderful, the amazing, Mr. Mitch George. How's it going? Watch Strange Worlds. Watch Strange Worlds. Strange Worlds Singular. That's what oh, we're talking singular. about. Singular. Well, Strange Worlds will be the sequel that will definitely happen, because this movie is great. Isn't Strange Worlds the subtitle of that current new Star Trek series? Or is that Brave uh, New World? Brave New World. Brave New World, Brave new world I think. Yeah, no, no, that's a book. I know that that's a book. This, this is definitely not a great title for a movie because it kind of blends in with everything else, sci-fi and weird, but it's still one heck of a movie. Now, we're talking about Strange World today, an episode we have been like dying to talk about since this movie came out in theaters. We are going to jump into it here in just a moment, but as always, we have a super, super special guest. How's it going? You're welcome back to the show, Jason. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to be back. You Talking are back now. You are our first video guest. World. Pardon? You are our first video guest. Oh, wow. <laughs> Welcome to the YouTubes and the TikToks and the Instagram reels and all that jazz. That's okay. right, folks. We are on YouTube now. I know we're being insufferable about no it. We're pressure. not about to stop. Um, <laughs> no pressure. Go to a YouTube hit button, please. We are one. Last I checked, we Subscribe. were one away Subscribe. from 100 views on our first video. One view. It's all we need. Come on. We can do it. I'm keeping an eye on it so that if it happens during the uh, episode, I will notice. I was going to say, it might have already happened because that was like two or three days ago. <laughs> yeah. The thing about <laughs> YouTube is it's a fickle, fickle piece of software, but we love it. Seriously, go check us out there. Go check us out on TikTok. Links as always in the description. Uh, that is our big project at the moment. We will get this up to something reasonable that we can actually start using and showing off to people at some point. That is the plan. But yeah, how are you guys doing? We're talking about Strange World today. We're having a good time. It's January. It's the beginning of the new year. What a heck of a time for a movie like this to drop on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. This movie yeah. um, this movie did not do well. This movie did not do well at the box office. Uh, I, I don't know how you wanted to structure this episode. Like Chaos. We can talk about that stuff on the it, later it, end. It'll but. be like rigmarole, non-spoilery stuff facts about the movie including how it did at the box office stuff like that then we'll get into the spoiler territory ultimately we'll end up with a bit of a plot recap probably i don't know griffin if you we'll got a plot it. recap we'll do one. I, I like doing do it but it's gonna be yeah, loose yeah. we're gonna we're kind of just vibing today i am running on like zero energy so uh so we'll carry it got it <laughs> it's going to be okay. weird which is kind of perfect for this episode but no we're talking you about could say it's gonna be strange one yes. would say. It is going to be strange. No. <laughs> We're going to strange world. Now, before we jump into everything, let me remind you folks, this is D Plus Us, where we put up episodes about all things Disney. Plot, plot recaps, having a good time. Mitch eats on camera. It's fa- a great, fantastic time. Burger Priest? <laughs> burger Priest. Is that? Random Burger Restaurant. We're not sponsored. <laughs> we are oh, not sponsored. Sorry. Unless they want to sponsor us, in that which case we are. Um, brought to you by Burger Priest. Not brought to, brought to you by XYZ, but we will be if they pay us. Uh, no, you can find us all over the internet at D plus us, but most importantly is that YouTube that we are going to continue to shill until the end of time. If you enjoyed that, go give us a subscription, yada, yada, yada. Of course, this will be a full plot recap. We will fully spoil it, but we will give you a spoiler warning before we do. 
now that we got all, the, all of that out of the way, let me hit y'all with some facts about this. Uh, Strange World released uh, on November 23rd, 2022, with a runtime of 102 minutes, directed by the one and only Don Hall. Um, you may know him from a few other pretty big movies he directed currently, you know, stuff like Ryan, the last dragon. He was the co-director on Moana and more importantly than any of that, he directed big hero six. Um, this dude like consistently has been directing some of my favorite stuff. Just he's put out in the last couple de last couple decades, like hundred percent dude's great. And this is no exception, at least for me. Um, as far as cat, uh, I also want to shout out though. On this time, we don't normally shout out screenplay, but I feel like it is good to shout out uh, Keen Nguyen as the player, as the uh, screenwriter for this one. Um, she uh, or he, sorry, I was like quickly he, looking yeah. for uh, pronouns there. Um, he also was the writer on Ryan the Last Dragon. Uh, this is his second Disney film, so I'm hoping to see a lot more from this guy. He is doing a great job. Um, He's also listed as co-director on the film, which is interesting. Okay, Wikipedia yeah. needs to update its shit. I'm looking at IMDb. I got you. You got the wikis. <laughs> I got the databases. We're set. Wiki gives me all the interesting things like budget and box office and stuff. Um, yeah, you get the breakdown. I get all the trivia. <laughs> Let's hit some of the stars <laughs> of this. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, who both of those two I did not realize were actually in this movie to begin with. Did you I realize did not, they, no. this is not the first time they've played father and son? We'll get Wait, to that. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Oh, yeah, I just blew Jason's mind. <laughs> white noise? Nope. We'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry. Uh, we've also Continue. got Jabuki Young White, Gabriel Union, and Lucy Liu. Uh, uh, you're skipping over my favorite character in the whole thing, Karan Sani, playing Caspian, who is just it's not a main character in the best at all. <laughs> but I yeah. don't care. Karan Sani, if you don't remember him, he was the taxi driver in Deadpool. He's just... I love him in everything he does, and he's fantastic. Oh. He does have one of the best lines in this movie. I will okay. give you that. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, the music, though, for this one is kind of something that I really want to note because music is amazing. It's fantastic. And it's done by the one and only Henry Jackman. You know, known for stuff like Kong Skull Island, X-Men First Class, Wreck-It Ralph, Big Hero 6, also Detective Pikachu. Gotta shout that out for Mitch. I appreciate uh, that. Um, for me, Uncharted 4 at the end, like the, the dude gets around with work and it was so good. The score of this movie is so good. Um, the other thing, and then we can actually start talking about, unless you got something you want to say about the music. Before we get off of the score, I love that this whole, this whole thing gave me very like Indiana Jones meets up vibes in terms of this presentation at the beginning yes. and with the score throughout, like that title presentation is Indiana Jones. And the score, I think, draws a lot of inspiration from those films. And it just, it, it's it, it's sort of nostalgic in a way that just makes me want to see the new Indiana Jones film that much more, which I'm sure this we will get to This felt like an homage to Journey to the Center. <laughs> this whole movie felt like an homage to Journey to the Center of the Earth. The original it one is in 1864. Yeah. Like the you mean one. not the Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Don't, uh, I pretend that movie doesn't exist. That movie is terrible. <laughs> hey, but don't forget we got Journey 2 with... Vanessa Hudgens, I think, was in that for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Um, no, let's talk about let's talk about numbers. Of course, we got to talk about numbers. Uh, but before we can do that, I want to shout out this movie for one major reason. One major reason only, other than the movie's great. Uh, this film is the first Disney movie to have an openly LGBTQ plus lead character. 
Good job, Let's Disney. Go. You did the bare minimum. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like we did celebrate it at least a little bit. I mean, it needs to be talked about more. And that was one of the things that I talked about most coming out of this movie was you have one of your leads who is an openly gay mixed race guy. The dog is an amputee and they're not things that the plot doesn't stay with those aspects of those characters for any longer than it really needs to. And it, and it feels like at least for me, and I would need to, you know, hear from others, but it feels like it almost tries as, as it can, as best it can in the Disney, most Disney way possible to normalize it. Um, and it, it's good to see this here and they, we definitely need to, need to see more. And it's good that we're at least getting a start with, uh, with this film, except no one went friggin' saw it. Mm-hmm. I did not know from the first time I started watching this movie that Ethan was an openly gay character. So I didn't, like I, didn't... I thought I thought the backlash why this movie was not getting pushed was originally because of the uh, Searcher and uh, Meridian. I think because they were showing like an openly uh, biracial um, family oh. dynamic, like couple. Yeah, like I thought that was what was hindering this movie. Not that it isn't. But I really think like, it was a mix because this movie was not marketed. This movie was no, not marketed. No, that's the other thing. Is the marketing not. budget just didn't exist. Like I went into this movie having no idea. Like I was one of the very few people that saw this in the theaters. And when, when we see Ethan's crush, which is like such an it's such an adorable moment. It's such a dad thing oh. the way the searcher reacted to it as well. That, but yeah. also the friends, the friends especially yeah. is what made the moment for me. But like seeing that was like, oh wait, what? How has no one talked about this? Like, how are they not using this as a marketing point? Like, because Disney I, doesn't want to market that way. We yeah, know that yeah. we've seen that repeatedly. We saw the cough, cough, house, cough, cough. <laughs> Well, cough, cough, that one episode of Baymax, cough, cough, right? Oh, Where yeah. it became news that it featured a, a trans character presenting as in it for like male. and 30 seconds. If yeah, happens. and the internet went wild about that. And they didn't even think about talking about this, which in a way is like, why didn't you use this as a way to market the film? But also, why hasn't the internet run away with this the way that it tends to do with stuff like this? And it's kind of disappointing from both fronts. Yeah, it's kind of that thing. I was like, we've 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 talked about Marvel and the way they've been, or not Marvel. Well, Marvel too, actually, but Disney just in general, <laughs> and both Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, about how they've been handling representation. It's something we talk about a lot because that's the state of the world we're in. We're not gonna stop. Um, and I feel like this is legitimately one of the better ones. I just wish that they had really stuck to their guns behind this movie, and you know, seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff now, it's not entirely surprising they didn't especially with the ship the shifts that have been happening on the more corporate side of disney with chapek and agar and whatnot before this came out and chapek kind of being very i'm not going to say against promoting inclusion but very wary of how he did it after he just massively fumbled the ball with the don't say gay bill in florida like it's not entirely surprising but it is still disappointing it's a step in the right direction, but it doesn't go far enough. And I feel like we will continue. I, my hope is that we'll continue to see more of this normalization of representation of, you know, mixed race relationships, family dynamics, biracial children, biracial relationships. Like this is the way it should be. Cause it better as someone who is a white cis male, it's great to see this because I'm, 
used to seeing myself represented in media and I want others to be able to feel what I've been able to feel the entirety of my life. I don't really know what it means to not see what I look like or how I feel represented in film. And it's disappointing that not everyone has gotten to feel that way. And we'll be there eventually. I, I know we'll be there eventually. It's still, we it is a, it is a long road. <laughs> yeah. Eventually least, our generation takes over and it'll be normal. I hope. Yeah. And at least we're making strides now that this is now out in the zeitgeist. It's available to be watched online. I just hope there's no revisionist history of some sort of, because we know how Disney is with like, with their back catalog and making changes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, like, I hope this stays as is, and that it's... more people get to see this movie and its representation that it's trying to put out there from the creator's point of view. Yeah, I hope they you know. don't. I also don't. I can't see them doing it. Honestly, they they would be taking out a solid thirty minutes of this film if they did. And this yeah, movie's, all, this movie's that... already short. Yeah, <laughs> which and, thank like... God. We say it, we say it every time we watch a short movie, but short movies rock. So I'm done. Sorry, Jason, you were trying to say something. I'll let you say it, and then I'll. No, get like to, I, I was reading about like um, there, there's always this thing with films where if it's a gay character that it's very off, they're off to the side, and they're able to then, if it's like um not important to the movie, they're able to cut it out, right? But the thing is that Ethan is a prime character in this movie that I read that there was 20 markets that would not allow this movie to be shown as is. So you would have to then cut out Ethan from the main storyline. Which you like, literally that would can't not do. Have, which you no, can't and I mean, do. Disney has done that in the past across a few of their films, but they've been better the last couple of years of saying, no, this movie's coming out as is with certain things we've seen from Marvel films and from, from Disney films specifically. Um, So I'm glad that they're committing more to just saying no to some of these markets. Mm -hmm. Which is frankly the only way we're going to continue to get this kind of representation. And strange world, despite its box office is still actually doing relatively well, at least on streaming. Um, Let's let's hit those numbers that we kind of mentioned earlier. We don't, I don't necessarily know the budget of this movie. I've heard 135 million. I've heard 180 million. So somewhere within that range, but it's box office either way was a massive flop with only 72.1 million. Um, one of the biggest flops of 2022, which is, I think one of the, one of, if not the biggest flop in the history of Disney. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the biggest flop since I want to say princess and the frog. Um, that's right. Princess and the frog flopped. Uh, I would have thought okay. Treasure Planet. I so would have thought Princess Treasure and the Frog Planet flopped was. because it was a 2D movie at the beginning of the of the hype of 3D animated movies. It, it is still one of the best Disney movies. Everyone should go see it. We should do an episode about it eventually. Maybe closer to uh, the uh, relaunch of Splash. Yeah, the launch of what? Uh, so we can talk about Tiana's the parks some more. Adventure. Dude, we're Tiana's gonna just have to do adventure. a parks show at some point. <laughs> Well, I guess there's a new Tron park, is there not? Opening? It's a new so Tron ride going up. But here's the thing. We've talked about <laughs> both Trons already on the show. Okay. This is a win for Tron fans everywhere, though, folks. Um, no, seriously, though. This movie flopped big time. That said, yeah. as soon as it came to Disney+, Plus, it became the number one most popular movie on the platform. I think the seventh or eighth most popular piece of content in general Nothing's going to dwarf Bluey at the moment. Bluey is, like, ridiculously popular right now. 
That's the one that the parents will put on in the background while they need their kids to watch the TV for a while. That or it's people like me who have nothing better to do than sit down and watch all of Bluey. The show's See, great. What I did, so instead of that, I, I sat down and I've started rewatching Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Also, everyone should go okay. watch Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yeah, we keep saying we're going to do an episode on it. We will do an episode. I'm on watching it. it now. We could do it in the next month or two if you want. <laughs> I got the thumbnail made already. So. Let's do it. Uh, but that said, Strange World has been the number one uh, movie up until the day of our day of recording today, uh, January 13th. So over a month, it came out right before, or almost a month, it came out right before Christmas. Um, it was this year's Encanto, or the year before that, it was uh, Soul, right, I believe. Soul, yeah. Disney yeah, loves dropping one big thing right at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the only movie at, at top of it right now is Avatar. Which is not surprising. Even then, it's only up by like forty points. It's not much. Like the gap between Avatar and Strange World is like forty points. The Strange World and Encanto, which is number three at the moment, is like two hundred points. It is a which is, neck and neck race. It that is the dichotomy of you know movie lengths where we were talking. Oh, how great is it that we have these shorter movies? And then you look at Avatar, which is like three and a half hours long versus the hundred and ten minutes of strange world. And when you said, Oh yeah, we love, it's so great. We're getting these shorter movies. I'm like, I sat down today to watch avatar and that was a mistake because I, I still haven't finished the damn movie. Look folks, a oh, couple really? people have asked me if we're going to talk about avatar on the show. No, we're not. I have I no interest in talking about that movie. I don't like that movie. Have you done an episode on Pocahontas? No, we could do about that instead. I was going to say, if you do an episode on Pocahontas, you've done an episode on avatar. It's the same plot. Just, one is an hour and a half long, and one is three and a half hours long. That's what I would so like to do. Saying, are you saying it. then Pocahontas two is this, is just like Way of Water? Pocahontas two is a better sequel than Way of Water is. And I, I was watching that. Avatar just because I feel like as a a film enjoyer, I should see Avatar: The Way of Water while it's still in theaters because I've only ever seen Avatar on home video. Like here's the thing: so I, that was part of what motivated me to watch it today. I don't like I don't love Way of Water. Like a lot of people are super high on it. I don't understand it. But I feel like it's movie one or the so other. There's pretty. no, there's no in between. It's either you love it or you don't understand why people like love it. it is pretty enough that it's worth seeing water. in theaters. That's my yeah. thinking. But yeah, like, I, I just don't have normal. the t- interest and time right now to see it. In <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you're chalking out like half of your day if you want to go see that movie. The problem yeah. that I have too with being in Toronto is. We only have like two or three proper IMAX screens in the city or in like the, the region. And mm-hmm. it's none of them are really accessible for me. I have to go right downtown if I want to go to a proper IMAX theater. So it's just like I am definitely carving out the better, like the majority of a day just committing to going and seeing this movie, which has not yeah. been something I've pulled myself together to do. Maybe next And if you want to, to see it. also in the HFS format, I think you have to. Oh, the you high, yeah, the high frame more. rate. I think you got to the look around be, as well, which, which one supports it, right? Yeah. I mean, the theater I would be going to that IMAX theater supported the high frame rate. So mm, okay. I feel like that's, if I'm going to see that movie, I'm going to see it on the biggest screen with the, the prettiest 3D. Cause I also hate 3D movies, but we're not here to talk about a 3D film. We're here to talk about a 3D animated film and that's strange world. Well, I guess which hey, guess what? We have water But no, uh, no, we've talked about it. We've hit the. There's some people in that. It's not all blue it's people. Mostly... There are some normal looking people. Look, it it's live action in the same way that Jungle Book and 
the Lion King remakes are live action. It's not. I know. Um, no, we're talking about Strange World. Uh, obviously, I love it. Been very high on it. But I want to hear from you two, Jason. You're our guest. So, what did you think after sitting down and watching this movie? I I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't like my I was been like I thought it was good. Like I wasn't like blown away by anything in particular, but I thought the story was in general great with the father and son dynamic, but also like how it deals with like climate change and the environment as well. Like I didn't know what to expect from Strange World. I thought it was just going to be like a whole movie about exp- expedition. And when I saw segments of this movie, I was like, it feels like it was a part of Up or it feels like a part of Atlantis or a bit of Treasure Planet. Like it falls into those movies, into their space. Like it's like a tidbit of here and there with this whole pulp fiction, pulp action like um, film. And I loved how the intro started off like with like that comic book, the pulp look when they started doing the, the clade song. And I was like, oh, and I wish they went back more to those segments. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Mitch, how about you? Yeah, I, I loved that the the book ending the film with that that pop vinyl kind of comic booky look and feel, especially with the intro and the song. Um, I this was my biggest surprise of 2022 because I went into this movie like most people, not knowing what it was about because Disney didn't decided not to market it to anybody. And so let me just I, say the trailer the trailer first came out in June of this year. I mean, of last year, and I was yeah. like, and I thought I. I honestly uh, thought this movie was coming out in 2023 and it was like six months out basically till Thanksgiving and the marketing was just non-existent. Yeah. We got the trailer as part of some Disney presentation, I think, didn't we? I thought it was part of like D23. It might've been D23. I just couldn't remember the time frame. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, it was one of those things where I, even from the trailer, I didn't really get, I, I, I got the same. I'm like, oh, this is up, but with weird blobby looking things. Okay, I'm in. And uh, getting to see this in theaters, again, this was one of those things of, I was lucky enough that I got uh, tickets to see it in an advanced screening. So thank you to our friends over at Geekcentric for that. But it was one of those things of seeing this movie. Like I couldn't imagine what seeing this movie in a theater of like 14 people might've been like, but seeing this in mm-hmm. a full theater where people were reacting to it and having fun with it and also not knowing what to expect was so good and like you're saying the 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 themes it this movie didn't go where i expected it to go especially in 2022 and has the single best line i think in any disney movie especially with what happened shortly after its release to former ceo bob chapek it's just it, it hit in a way i didn't expect it to and i really really enjoyed it and I, I i want more people to watch this movie it is rare that Mitch steps out of a movie and immediately messages me about a specific line in a movie. <laughs> One line. One line. Which, um, which line? We'll get to it. We'll get into we'll it, get when to we, it. We, after we give a spoiler warning. Um, okay. But no, I was very high on this movie, both coming into the theaters and rewatching it again last night. Um, I was one of the people in that theater of like 14 people, but that theater was also uh-huh. like the, the 14 of us were loud as hell. And popping yeah. off at some of the best moments in this. Moments like that line, which we'll get to. Moments like revealing Ethan's crush slash... I'm just going to call him Ethan's boyfriend, even though he's not for like most of it. He is kind of at the end. But it's easier this way. Like, popping off and stuff like that. It was still a great time. But this is the most un-Disney Disney movie that has come out in recent memory. 
for me of having the, this conservation story is very Disney, even though it's something we very much don't talk about. Like, you know, we see it a lot with like their Disney's work with national geographic with like the Disney nature movies that come out, not to mention everything they do with animal kingdom. If you're really interested in conservation, like look into that stuff. It's very interesting. Some really good documentaries on animal kingdom. If you want to look at how they enable conservation through that theme park, it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, which was something that was really surprising to me, but also this is a story that I was never expecting from Disney, like ever. Of uh, first off, no. a Jules Verne inspired adventure story. Just didn't think we were getting that period in this day and age. It's featuring a, a openly queer character, also dealing with familial trauma through fathers, which was the big generational one. trauma. Yeah, we've seen a few mm-hmm. generational trauma storylines at this point you know we saw in Kanto, we saw turning red and i was very high on those films but i never thought that we'd actually see one on the male side of a family because that's just not a story that people tell i mean it's something that's very well thrown out there that you know mental health for men especially is not something that's talked about day to day and seeing it here and not seeing just how accurate some of this shit is was so good like yeah. there's a moment where um Ethan and his mom are watching Searcher and his dad. They're like, they're practically the same person. Yeah, but don't let them hear that. Like, that is just they, some and, real shit. Yeah, just them mirroring exactly what the other is doing without even realizing that they have the same mannerisms. And it's it's funny to see that, especially after so much time spent apart, that they still share all of these characteristics just by, like, it's the nature versus nurture argument, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really do think that this is a special movie. I think I do think it has some low points. Like some of the dialogue is not great. Uh, a lot of the side characters kind of suck, if I'm being honest. But all in all, I do think this is a good movie. I do think this deserved more of a marketing budget. I do, I think that was the only issue here. Like even if you look back at reviews on it, people were generally positive. They had those exact issues. It's beautiful. It's a very interesting idea. Some of the dialogue's a little rough, but it's a good ride. It's a fun ride. You should go see this movie. We're just not going to tell you anything about it. The most promo for this movie I saw was Regal giving away posters for the movie. (laughs) And they give away posters for like every other movie. They just, they have a bunch of them sitting out on a table at my theater and I take them and put them up on my closet door. (laughs) As one does. Before this podcast recording we were doing, I had an idea for a pitch if I was Disney to market this movie. This movie was coming out uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. So Macy's Day Parade. That falls in the... That's a Thanksgiving thing. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving. What if Disney made a balloon of the venture, the airship that they... That would have been smart. That would have been awesome. And they had all the people pulling that thing were the expeditioner crew dressed up like that. And uh, just some, whoever narrates the Macy's Parade just said, look, here's the adventure from the upcoming Disney movie, Strange World. There you go. There's a lot that would have been an awesome balloon. That would have been an awesome balloon. Seeing as this big airship coming down New York, you know. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I it really was a great movie. It was really so unique. It just I wish they had done more. Like even with their nonverbal characters, like Splat is hilarious. 
I they love have a three-legged dog. I love that stupid little thing. I, I love the did dog. Did they ever explain what happened to Legend? Like how no, he lost? No. His... And they don't oh. have to. It's the same thing with. I, like, I was just. I was. I was uh, interested to know. Like what? That's happened. something that like, will be a Disney short on Disney Plus if this film continues to do well on Disney Plus, which I hope it does. I um, literally it's one of those like things. A, of the, hear me out. Like you know, like the old shorts of like Pluto and Chip and Dale. Yeah. Just give mm-hmm. it to us with the dog and Splat. <laughs> Yeah, that's all they need to do, honestly. Like they are setting up these characters to be merchandised, and then they didn't market the film in a way that those characters would be merchandised, which is kind of crazy. Was there any merchandise at all, though? Like I don't remember seeing any toys at Walmart for. I haven't seen anything for it. Yeah, I don't. I try not to look at Shop Disney one because international shipping sucks, and two because I spend too much money when I look at Shop Disney. But now it's I really an issue. It. But yeah, I don't think there's there's been any Strange World merch. I'm sure um, they'll okay, say it's something some. to do with the pandemic. They have the, they have the normal stuff like uh, some t-shirts. They've mm. got a <laughs> they have a splat plushie. Um, I want it. <laughs> they have like the action figures they make for every one of their movies, but I haven't seen mm-hmm. any of this stuff merchandise. There's also a legend plushie. I mean, I think it says a lot that the first two links of this are hot topic and box lunch when you Google it. I mean, I went I went to Shop Disney specifically to look at what they had. They have a, a couple of shirts. And mm-hmm. a couple of plush, but that's really it. And I would be curious to know, like, at the parks, if there was any push for merchandising on this. But I fully expect that not to have been the case. Okay, all this said and done, we let's let's make the shift here. Let's go full spoilers, folks. So if you are hang, still hanging out and you haven't watched this movie, go watch it. It's a short movie. It's a really great time. And come on back and listen to our full spoiler thoughts. Starting now. Let's talk about that line. The best line in this movie. Go for it. Mitch. I want to merchandise you. Or something along those lines. Yeah, I don't it was the like, exact oh, line. this is adorable. I want to merchandise it. <laughs> the funniest line. That's why I think the splat plushie is hilarious. Yeah, because it is a dir- like that is a direct jab at former CEO Bob Chapek, who wanted to only put out things that they could strongly merchandise, which is probably part of why this movie didn't do as well as it did is because they didn't think that they could merchandise it. So oh, it's just yeah. ironic that that line stayed in there in the, uh, after the final cut. Like that's How why can I you say, not merchandise this? Well, I don't I think, mean, I think it's a really hard one to merchandise because you merchandise certain parts of this and you spoil the movie of like this big moment at the end of us realizing that, Oh, this is actually a living being that we've been traveling through this whole time, which was such a cool reveal. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that would be an awesome battle set to have or have, like, the adventure or the other expedition vehicles that that they had, had in a, the strange world. I had a realization yeah. last night, and it was the strongest realization I've ever had and the reason why more people should watch this movie. Mm-hmm. People have been wanting a sequel to Osmosis Jones for decades at this point. This movie is that sequel, and nobody knows it. <laughs> I was actually thinking of a other movie that Dennis Quaid was in long, long time ago called Inner Space with Martin Short. Oh yeah, and how he goes into somebody's body and it's like, it was like, this movie is just Osmosis Jones, but they're not the they're not the antibodies this time. They're just they're the they're the thing that sit on top of the body. But like, this yeah. movie is Osmosis Jones. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it is. 
Yeah, it is, right? I, I don't like thinking okay. about that, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only thing is Osmosis Jones was a Warner Brothers thing, so Yeah, and they never made a sequel. So there you go. Disney made your sequel. Now go watch this movie. <laughs> no, I I now that we can actually talk full spoilers on this, I do think I loved the conservation stuff. I, I loved also that we got these three different viewpoints of like mm-hmm. I did not love Jaeger for most of this movie. Which I don't you're think you're supposed to. to. No. But like him being this ultra burn everything to the ground, like everything's out to kill me because he's had to be, you know, he's been stuck down there for 25 years. Then yeah, you got Searcher. alive that long is impressive. You have Searcher who's just farm everything. And then you have Ethan who is live with the land. And the way that comes together in my favorite scene in this movie, which is them playing essentially what is Settlers of Catan. Yep. Yeah. Wait, is that what Settlers of Catan is? Because I've never played. It's similar. I've never played but either. That's but what those, that's what those, like hex, those hex shaped cards remind well, it's me mostly of. Mostly around resource okay. management, is it not? Yeah. That's what it's I like a resource. Well, so that's what the, that's what that game is supposed to be that they're playing. It's yeah. supposed to be about resource management and like living with the land and making a thriving society. And that's essentially what Catan is too. But I've also only played and that game they, twice because that game you play one of those games and it takes a week. So yeah. No, yeah. I, I love that Ethan ended up being that middle ground and the idea of finding a like the it, it's the it's the old adage of like the children are our future, right? Where the next generation knows what's up. Like you see that right now. You look at our millennial generation. You look at at, at Gen who came after us, Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah. Like, and it's, we know that things are messed up. We know that these are problems, but we don't have the ability or we, and we have the ability to be able to make these things better, but we aren't stepping up in a way that we have to. And here Ethan steps up and knows what the right thing is, has that argument with his dad. They come to this mass realization of, oh, we're going to kill the only thing keeping us alive if we don't stop this pano, pando thing. And they, they do the thing. Mm-hmm. The end. There's your plot. This is a movie that could like inspire a young generation even more than they've already been inspired. I mean, seriously, like just looking at the stuff that younger Gen Z is doing at the moment is not, nothing short of inspiring for some people. I think people will come back to this film to realize like all the themes that this film deals with. And it'll be like I mean, one you, of those... You... You look at someone who's acting on her morals like Greta Thunberg, and it's just like, mm-hmm. we need more people like that. And I hope that this movie does inspire folks to be more like her or more just more aware of what's going on and not like I feel like we are living through a time where we're a, a lot of us are just very passive and live and let live. And I'm very guilty of that more often than not. And I need to be better. And I think there's a lot we can all do to, you know, treat this planet a little better. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies that kind of has perfect timing in that sense of talking about this, where we're at right now. Yeah. And I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing people do some things, and but seeing a company like Disney doing something like this is something that can be ridiculously powerful. There's just times where I think Disney just doesn't appreciate the, what it can do. Actually, more often than not, I think Disney doesn't appreciate what the the power they have. But I mean, it is also kind of ironic that they put this message out. Yet, I wonder what it costs for them to manufacture and distribute 
the merchandise that they're selling based on this film. So it's yeah. one of those things. Wow. That you think, oh yeah, it's great that they're putting this message out, but like, also, what are they really doing? Like, John Oliver had a really good piece this past season on his show on on carbon neutrality, and the idea mm -hmm. that there are so many businesses that are trying to go carbon neutral and talk about carbon recapture technologies, and that it's all kind of just a bunch of baloney. And it isn't really cutting back on things. And it's more, oh, we're doing other things to offset the terrible things that we're still doing when what we need to do is stop doing the terrible things to our environment. And it's 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 sad. And I hope we can get to a point where we're not that as sad about the state of the world and how we're mucking it up. Yeah, it's, it's always one of those ironic things talking about this stuff and saying talking about how this comes from Disney. Because um, here's that reminder, folks, that I am the most anti-Disney Disney fan out there. Of <laughs> Disney is still a mega corporation that still has some of the some absolutely terrible business practices that I mean, they're just not stopping. They're not going to stop because it makes them money. And it is there are like rumor there are rumors right now that Disney might become involved in the acquisition of World Wrestling Entertainment a company whose current chairman of the board is known for using company funds to pay off the women that he cheated on his wife with. So yeah. they will do bad things. Like they're, they're still corporation and, you know, never, never trust CEO and whatnot. And at the same yeah. time, I, we had this conversation when we talked about Andor of the absolute irony that, um, what was it? Fennec? Was that the name of the kid? No, uh, Fennec's not the kid. I oh, the manifesto. Oh, yeah, the manifesto. The, that, the, the manifesto and then the speech afterwards and whatnot came from a Disney product. Like, there is this hilarious irony within all of that stuff, but... Yeah. Do I think any we, of we can We can love the product Disney makes while also trying our best to hold a mega corporation accountable for the decisions that they're making and the things that they're doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's reasonable yeah. which reminds me disney just pay your damn theme park workers a living wage for fuck's sake um, don't force your imagineers to relocate halfway across the country they might not be doing that anymore no. but i know and i really hope that that decision gets reversed it's more of disney's currently in a fight with the workers union for their theme park employees literally just asking for yeah. a working wage a living wage pay them for god's sake um i uh, know Moving on, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the cast. Um, mostly because, yeah, I did not recognize Jake Gyllenhaal or Dennis Quaid at all. But I want to talk about the narrator. Do you either Do you either of you know Alan, who the narrator Alan, is? Alan, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that until I read the credits. Alan Tudyk uh, was so the narrator. The goat returns yet again for another Disney movie. I think this dude has more Disney movie credits than any other person in existence at this point. Do we the count dude played a rooster, Moana. Other... Mm -hmm. he, he's played things across all of Disney's properties. Are we talking Disney yeah. proper or Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Disney, Wars? Pixar. In which case... Disney, Pixar. I would say Disney and Pixar. Um, okay. Because so I was going to say, he also yeah. played a bunch of, he did a bunch of voices in American Dad, which is now technically Disney. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm. he's one of the best Star Wars characters, too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, he the played Duke Wesselton and Duke Weaseltown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like everyone, all the voices in this were great. I do think Caspian was, for more often than not, funny. There was a couple of jokes there that landed flat for me. Were either of you familiar with Jabuki Young White before this movie? No. 
So he, he's been one of my favorite things about the Trevor Noah era of The Daily Show. He's worked as a correspondent on The Daily Show, and okay. he is so goddamn funny. Like, if you can find any of his stand-up bits or any of the bits that he did for The Daily Show, just go and watch them. This dude is hilarious. I, I would imagine within the next five or ten years, he he's just he's doing big things. Yeah, um, he was one that was like, I didn't recognize him at first, um, mm-hmm. but he was in Only Murders in the Building. Okay. Oh, he was one of the the podcast uh, addicts or whatever, right? Selling mm-hmm. the merch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I assumed he was like from a Disney uh, series prior. So he was this. in Baymax as well. I was gonna say he was one of the. Oh. Okay. He, yeah, he played a character in Baymax. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but like honestly, most of what I've seen him in is him being like. It's funny. I've seen him in a lot of things, but I never realized who he was. Yeah, he was also in a few episodes of Aquafina is Nora from Queens, which if you haven't seen that show, it's awesome and you should watch it. Also, you know, Big Mouth, Bojack, American Vandal. He's been in a lot of stuff. I don't even know who he played in Big Mouth. He was even in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, he, oh, he's, he's, he's been around, but the thing I know him best for was his time with The Daily Show, and he's friggin' hilarious. So do, do give some of his stuff a watch in other places because dude, dude is funny. Mm. Other notables, Gabriel Union and Lucy Liu in this. Yeah. I haven't seen or heard from Lucy Liu in so long. So Yeah, it's been a little her. bit. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, what did she do? Yeah, I don't know what I would have seen her She's in still been doing I mean, stuff, but like not like massively popular stuff. The last thing I remember watching and recognizing her voice was the episode of Star Wars uh Visions that she did. Oh, was she in that? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, you know, we're going to be seeing more from her next year because with uh, Shazam. This is mostly. That's right. She's one of the villains in Shazam. Shazam. Forgot about that. Ooh. Not only one of the villains, she's movie... Calypso. Is that movie coming out? Because now you got James Gunn doing the DC thing and you got Ezra Miller who's, you know. I pleading think guilty still, to charges to avoid jail time and it's just like Shazam why? is still planned it's still planned to come out Shazam 2 I just don't know the release time it's gonna be yeah so I mean Lucy, Lucy Liu in uh, Star Wars Visions she played she's the English voice actor for the leader of the bandit clan in the first episode the Ronin episode oh okay which okay. is one of my favorite episodes of that season so Oh, the umbrella lightsaber. Umbrella Did you know lightsaber, that Lucy yeah. Liu was an SSX tricky? No, but that that mm. seems right. Given that the seems time right. Time. <laughs> like, I was like, seems what? something you would do. Like I'm just, I'm just scrolling through like her credits at the moment. I'm like, what? I mean, she might be most well known in animation from the Kung Fu Kung Fu Panda movies, right? Mm-hmm. Kung Fu Panda, but she's also one of the fairies in the uh, Tinkerbell Pixie Hollow stuff. She's so those are those are those are words. Okay, look. L- let's you y'all are old people. Let me bring the young person thing in here for a little bit. Gotta bring it up every show. No, um, Pixie Hollow. No, because you were the shit. one today calling us out on Twitter for being old, and you right because we is old. We is old. No, um, is no, old. seriously though. Like Pixie Hollow was super super popular for a really really short amount of time in retrospect, but it felt like a while. They put out a bunch of stuff for it. It's like a figurehead thing now in the parks and whatnot. And Silver Mist was one of the more popular characters on that in that 
not a series. What's the word I'm looking for? Franchise. So I, I'm not surprised to see her and stuff like that. Also, it's fun to just kind of scroll through her credits because there's a lot of credits. She's been in so much stuff. Yep. Um, I'll get back to the actual film credits, though. Um, to the, we kind of mentioned most of the, the popular people here. Again, shocked that Jake and Jake Gyllenhaal and Dennis Quaver in this. Like, I just did not recognize either of his voices, which is kind of a... didn't really recognize anyone's voice, if I'm being honest, in this film. Of like, which I is think because they're that unique. Like, that, they're Jake not Gyllenhaal, that unique. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, Karan Sony, and Jabuki Young White, at least for me, knowing that they were in the movie, it was easy for me to pick them out. The rest of them were kind of up in the air. For me, it was, but, it was uh, a... Pro- it's, I say that as props to this movie. Because it really oh, yeah. meant that I got into, like, these voices are these characters. And I think that's something that's 50-50 in give any given movie that's animated. And I really did... I really liked the way that they did it in this one. I also just like the fact that they reunited Jake Gyllenhaal and Dennis Quaid as father and son. And they did an interview... Someone did an interview with the two of them. And Jake Gyllenhaal had forgotten that they were in The Day After Tomorrow as father and son because they didn't film a single scene together in that movie because they're never together in that movie, which is just kind of funny. Oh, yeah, okay. That was the movie. That was the movie, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I was thinking of another one. I think it was like some kind of like time time travel. Oh, the, kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal was he, he, he was like a firefighter as he's talking to this, through this ham radio. I don't know if it was him or Dennis Quaid. And he's trying yeah, to talk to his son. To me. Um, one other notable thing before I'll have we to look it up. move forward here and jump into the plot. There are a couple of Let's moments in this that use 2D animation, which is always something I love mm-hmm. seeing. I really hope that Disney brings back 2D animation at some point. Um, I think they're planning to. I just don't know. They've done a what. couple of things here and there. Like they had that Oswald short that recently came out. That yeah. was fully 2D animated. They did the How to Stay the at Mickey Home Mouse series. Stuff. The Mickey Mouse stuff right mm. now, a lot of that's 2D animation, but it would, it would but be great to see but that. that is still Disney television. Like I really right. want to yeah. see Disney Animation Studios do 2D again. Yeah. They, I think they, they will so eventually. I think they will eventually, Like because you notice with all these most recent films, they were always trying to bring, uh, experiment with style, right? Like When you look at like um, Strange World... The big noses. I noticed, like, on certain characters, like Searcher and Jaeger. That was a very unique look. Like, when, compared to like when you see Turning Red. I know that's a Pixar film, but you know, yeah. they're playing with different styles now. It's not as so homogenous. Feel- like when you think of like when you think of Frozen and then every film leading up since then. You know, I think they're playing with styles, but nowhere near the same way their competitors are because everything Disney makes might be in a slightly different style than their other Disney movie but they all still kind of have the same similar vibe to them like Turning Red does have very similar facial design in terms of like oh we're going to have very rounded characters and whatnot to this movie that's kind of very much become a Disney thing of this uh, faux realistic of we might have these hyper realistic environments, yeah. but the characters are going to look this very specific way as something like um Plus Boots the Last Wish that just came out with DreamWorks. Yeah, DreamWorks is reinventing themselves at the moment with this really interesting way, like with their last movie, The Bad Guys, and then with Puss in Boots, of having these really unique animation styles. And then we're seeing it with Sony Pictures, with Into the Spider-Verse and whatnot. And I really hope that 
Disney gets on this train of let's play with animation. Let's have the fun that we can only have in animation. Cause we saw it a little bit at the beginning of this movie. We saw it with that awesome comic book opening of yeah. let's have yeah. the dots of the lighting from the comic book. Let's really have fun with this. And then they go back into the normal style and it still looks great. It still looks very pretty. I just hope that we just experiment with it more. I think that? like when we were talking earlier, like what, what would be a follow-up with uh, strange worlds? Like you could use do the 2D animated sequences like that as shorts on Disney Plus if they were to just continue on with uh, with the IP in general. You know, that's the style of thing that I want to see from not just Disney. I want to see it across Star Wars and Marvel because we did see mm-hmm. Star Wars take some risks with Star Wars Visions and that everything came out used like they used multiple different you know anime studios and, and developed different things. But even within you look at the diversity of Pixar films and things have been slowly changing over time where each film does have its own unique look and feel to it. Everything from inside out to, you know, just making Toy Story look better than it ever did to something like Onward that went fantasy or the upcoming um, Elemental. Elemental. It looks so different, but there is that that element of sameness that I'm seeing. Like, I, I agree with Griffin, like everything Walt Disney Animations did post princess and the frog has looked kind of samey and i would love to see more of that visual diversity in the way these products come together like turning red that definitely had a a distinct style like it was it was unique it was unique to that film but distinctly pixar like it had that pixar feel to it and i feel like disney could do that across the board with all of their properties make make a marvel animated series that looks the way that these comic book interests did and i feel like we might get some of that with Spider-Man, um, freshman or what if freshman year, right? I, with yeah. what if we already have the animation style though, like we already know like what, what animation like. though. That's the problem. I, I don't, don't, and I don't think it. I don't hate it, but I hope uh, freshman year and sophomore year do make it look different. And I'm very curious to see what uh, X-Men 97 looks like in motion. Once we get a trailer for that, what gets me about yeah. these other movies and mostly this is a lot of me coming off of recently watching Puss in Boots last wish which everyone should go watch it is a fantastic movie i know we are a disney podcast but i will absolutely shill for any animation company mitch go watch this movie i know you haven't seen it yet um i haven't i'll do it i I don't know if i want to see that first or avatar the way of water go see puss in boots it's a much better time and it's actually a decent story um and it's probably only an hour and a half you heard it here for folks puss in boots last wish is better than avatar the way of water (laughs) James Cameron might murder you in your sleep. Come for me, James Cameron. <laughs> I dare you. Um, he will smother you. You like Puss in Boots, God damn it. Um, no, seriously, though. The way that these these movies, and this one and I would also throw in their um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the way they handle action especially is something that's very, very cool. They change frame rate. And mm-hmm. that sounds like something ridiculously nerdy. I it know is. it does, but it's something that's extremely noticeable in animation specifically because you it starts to almost look a little more stop motiony. It looks a little more exaggerated, but it really adds this interesting effect that really makes you focus on what's happening. And we saw you see it in these other movies, and Disney has never really done that. It's something that we're kind of seeing to become a standard outside of Disney, even. Like, yeah, I feel like some of their competitors are surpassing them in the uniqueness or using the art as 
a plot device. Like even looking mm-hmm. at something like Into the Spider-Verse, and I'm sure we're going to make these comparisons between every animation film we ever talk about and that movie, because I think it might be the greatest animation film of all time. Will we do an episode that's outside of Disney just for Across the Spider-Verse? It's... Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Special. But like the fact that they used frame rate with Miles being in 12 frames a second and then moving to 24 frames a second throughout the film as he comes into his own as a hero, they the fact they can use that as a plot device is something that is completely unique and something I want to see more of from Disney animation. And I thought they might go there with the way this film bookend, but at least it's a step towards some unique animation in their storytelling, but not to the same extent as some of these other films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just hope that I didn't want this to happen with um, Pixar and rotation and then Disney animation studios that are doing 3d films back to back. It seems to be. Like I would love to see just Disney Animation Studio just take more risks and just not do 3D films in general. Just do some 2D look, experimental stuff. Can we say that for just stuff. Disney in general? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, just Hollywood in general. Take more risks. I feel like there are more risks from some of the product projects we've seen in the last maybe four or five years. I am concerned with the current state of the economy that a lot of these companies will look at their forecasting and go for more of the The safe safe bet. bet. You look at what's been announced thus far from Pixar. They've only got three films in the pipeline, one of which is a sequel. Uh, I've got the list of Walt Disney Animation films upcoming here, and you've got... um, Oh, that's across all... The only thing that they have announced is Wish for next year, um, which does seem like it'll be an interesting story, but again, looks to be following that similar style and hopefully they can, you know, and they're still taking figure out ways to do things unique. Their risk they're taking at the moment is very story specific, which I love. And mm-hmm. they really needed to be doing. Hopefully them seeing that some of that's paying off will lead into more stuff, more risk taking and whatnot. I really do think we are in a, this feels like we, we you mentioned treasure planet earlier. Um, and it does kind of feel like we're back in that kind of era, right? Of the uh, what's kind of referred to as the forgotten age of Disney. Of like, I didn't forget it. <laughs> oh, oh no! Like my favorite, most of my favorite Disney movies are from them, especially Treasure Planet and Atlantis. Atlantis, which reminds Atlantis. me, we're getting Atlantis representation. We've got Atlantis representation last year and this year, which is weird to me. Go play Disney Dream My Valley. Um, <laughs> I had to get it. In I there. want to. It's just Marvel Snap, man. I can't stop Dude, snapping. I, it's just. I keep saying that I'm never going back to streaming, but part of me really wants to stream Disney Dream Life Valley for this channel, just to be that guy. Do it. I'll stream some Disney Speedstorm when that comes out for the channel. Look, I restarted. I recently restarted a farm on PC now, so I'm now on PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Um. Look, I put it on my Steam Deck, and I am now 30 hours into starting a new farm, and I'm considering restarting it just so I can stream it, but that's beside the point. Um, no, I, I really do feel like well, that we're kind was on of audio, on... I'm shaking my head at Griffin. <laughs> I feel like we're kind of on that on that edge, right? Of like, this could really go either way. This could We could go into one of the greatest ages of animation in Disney, or we could go into the opposite direction of, hey, this might just be a few years where people just don't remember it. They play it safe and it'll cost them because we've seen that happen in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, you also need new content and you have Disney Plus now. So maybe they'll just take those risks, not in the theaters, but maybe on the streaming. 
I feel and like, I feel like risks a, like bringing Phineas and Ferb back. Let's go. I have not watched Phineas and Ferb, you but I've heard good things. Dan Povenmire so is I, a gem of humanity. I saw the news pop up that it's coming back. So. I don't know where Perry the Platypus is. He's somewhere in this room. Dan Povenmire, for what it's worth, is the creator of Phineas and Ferb. For, later. for one of them. He's also the voice of Dr. Schmertz. And this man is a gem to society. Like if One of the on, greatest TikTok accounts in existence. Yeah, if you're on TikTok, go follow him. He had an announcement video today for the, the fact that they were breaking it back. And it's one of the most like heartwarming, genuinely... I am so happy about it. I finally get to share this with you all moments I've, I think I've ever seen. It's, it's up there for sure. Like this, I love this man, but also I, I just love Phineas and Ferb, which it's hilarious to me that this, this announcement happens like a couple of days after they relaunched the, um, the DuckTales experience in Epcot, which replaced oh, they, an agent P Perry, the platypus thing in Epcot. I feel like the DuckTales one's going to have a little more longevity, though, just because those are legacy characters. Because mm-hmm. uh, originally to my point. that attraction was, it was Kim Possible, then Phineas and Ferb, and now... Then DuckTales, then back to Phineas and Ferb, and now back to DuckTales. Wait, what? It went back to Phine- It went back to Agent P for a little bit, and then went back to DuckTales. Oh, that's just bizarre. So they redid it all to go through phones and through the new Magic Bands yeah. and stuff. Which was, brings me to my point of all this. Bring back DuckTales. Bring back that I series. That was that. such a good I series. I have not finished watching the newer ones. I but neither I, have I. I, Dude, we, had I that, we had that think... April Fool's Day where I forget who put out the images. But someone had put out images of like they had pitched to Disney a new DuckTales game. Like, same that. same game style as the old one, but within like the new cartoon. The new art Within style. that style. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I want this. Dis- Disney uh, video games, folks. I know it's not Disney Interactive anymore. But get on that. Um, hey, we've got Disney Illusion Island this year. Maybe that'll make them realize this DuckTale game needs to happen. Yeah, which we will be playing, folks. Um, we will oh, talk yeah. about that. Um, let's talk about the actual movie. Are we going to do, ep- do episodes of the show on video games? Uh, we can do episodes about anything ever since I changed the intro. So, Oh, bring me back for Aladdin on Genesis. Spoiler cast on Marvel Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 5. Okay, let's Aladdin do it. Let's do it. Genesis. Look, I have to be relatively careful about what I talk about. <laughs> video we game will, wise we will talk about it we will talk about it off camera folks i work in video games i have to i can't talk about things my company makes so that's all i will say um you know the game i'm referring griffin, to it, mitch if griffin doesn't appear on an episode you know why you understand will he still will they still be there uh running it behind the scenes maybe <laughs> 150 percent. if you weren't here to run things it would all crash and burn uh let's talk about the let's talk about the film some more i don't think we're gonna do a pop, proper plot recap because we've been hanging out for a while but i do there's so almost an hour into this right i do want to talk about a couple of like major things per, specifically character design and then just there's a bunch of scenes i want to shout out because they were absolutely wonderful most of them have to do a splat um but the creature design in this was great those tentacle monsters were simple. legitimately terrifying it's very simple but terrifying like the tentacle things i hated like balls those. those made me <laughs> so uneasy well Something i just i love prometheus yeah i was like well, for for me like the character design in hindsight knowing what the actual plot of the the film is like the character design is low poly it is you know fairly linear 
because these are very base level, they're cells basically, right? They are yeah. antibodies and bacteria. And I mean, we and, literally have like, red it, blood cells. Organic. Yeah. Organic. It, it, it makes base. sense in hindsight. And just like, they put so much in front of you that is foreshadowing without you knowing it until you've seen the thing. And it's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. But they, the way that also that they use these creatures for storytelling, especially is great. Like having the, um, the splat, creatures be like the, the seekers i think or something like that or... i don't know it's splat is splat and then oh. there's red splat um <laughs> but having them like be like these people that are like hey invasive thing go kill it so that we stay safe it's such an yeah. interesting and unique idea that works within the entirety context of the story both knowing and not knowing that it's a living being and then the other stuff of like the foreshadowing that they put at the very beginning of every time I blaze a trail, these guys come in and fix it mm-hmm. and whatnot. I, it was just so well done. And all of the were still really good looking. Like my favorite ones they showed were the ones in like the acid, like the stomach area, the acid lake, which was one of my favorite was another one of my favorite scenes of them. Like splat, like conducting these. Yeah. Beings. It was like a musical segment. But the reason I loved it so much was first off, those things were adorable. Like I would get a gigantic plush of one of those just so I could hug one. Though that's how cute I thought that those little green guys were. But also, every time Splat has to catch um Legend. Ethan? Oh Legend, yeah. No, Legend specifically. It's like they're doing like loop de loops and Legend just keeps falling off. It was fu- the funniest thing to me. Um I also just realized something reading through the IMDb page of this movie. Alan Tudyk doesn't just play the narrator. Also the radio. Also the uh, initial Also pilot. the pilot that gets murked right at the beginning of their <laughs> The most useless character <laughs> in this entire movie. That was a shocking uh, I, moment I, for I me. still think just Caspian is more up. useless than that pilot. Caspian yeah. at least survives. That pilot that does true. not. No. No, he does not. Uh, but something else I want to I want to mention before we get too into the weeds of the plot or just the scenes within the movie is the first scene of this entire thing, which was the in theater debut of the Disney 100 title treatment. And all, yeah. like that, I got chills seeing this in theaters for the first time. So good. Is this the first film that they put that uh, 100 was, yeah. bumper on? Here's another marketing drop right? the ball moment. <laughs> I mean, it was meant to debut before something earlier than this and then they ended up editing it to have this be the first film that had it i don't remember what that was it's a great moment though like that castle is iconic every we talk a lot about like whenever they change it up we talk about it uh both because we're nerds but we do it with star wars and marvel too every time you change that title card it's something we talk about because it's something that's so important to the brand to the vibe of this of everything they put out and that tagline 100 years of wonder is a great tagline I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you follow Straw Hat Goofy on TikTok. Uh, I don't anymore. But okay, so he he had he had a video on the fact that he he did quit his day job earlier this year to do content creation full time. But before he did that, he worked for an agency that was working with Disney on pitching. You know what is the hundred year tagline? And his pitch to Disney was wonder. And while they didn't end up using the agency's original pitch, he ended up seeing that they used wonder in that and seeing that everywhere, which is just that that's cool. 
That is pretty cool. That's just really cool. Mm. Yeah, good yeah. time on that one. Yeah. No, I, I really do love that that opening, though, of coming up on the backside of the castle rather than up the river and seeing it like we normally see it. All, all, and the color transition on the castle, especially, like, I wasn't a huge fan of the pink castle when they did the repaint of that in Walt Disney World, but I'm not going to lie, it's kind of grown on me. I don't. I, this... I kind of grew to love the repaint on the castle at Disney World. When did they repaint the castle? They repainted it last uh, er, early a couple ago? years ago I'm... for the yeah. 50th anniversary. Okay. I... They did it, I think, during I the pandemic because all of the 50th anniversary stuff ended up getting pushed because of, you know, this whole COVID thing kept us from doing stuff. Yeah, t- tell me that's not confusing. Going into your 50th anniversary at Walt Disney World into your 100th year anniversary celebration of the actual company. Just after you mm. did like your 75 year or something, or maybe it was 60 anniversary for Disneyland. A lot of, a lot of Disney milestones. Like they, well, and look, then they this year is also the 30th year anniversary of Disneyland Paris. Like you don't get me wrong. You celebrate every one of those because those are major milestones, especially for freaking theme parks. Also it's Disney. So they need to market the crap out of everything. Um, no, so I, I talked about a couple of my favorite scenes, you know, that board game scene, the scene in the acid with the adorable green guys. What were some of your guys' favorites? Going to make you think on this one. One of the quieter moments, I think it was with uh, Searcher and Jaeger talking and how Jaeger was just realizing, like, like I only, I lost 25 years of my life. When, and he was like, I can't change, you know, because he's been that way, like, old. No. Yeah, that was a I really enjoy. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the first real interaction between Jaeger and Searcher when he runs into him in the in the in the below world. I don't know what we're calling it. The soft tissue stomach. <laughs> uh, where he 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 thinks he's hallucinating and that that Searcher yeah. isn't actually there, and he's like catching him up on what he's missed over the last twenty five years, and he tells him about the fact that his his wife is now with somebody oh, else. He's like. Yeah, it's just like, I'm going to kill him. I have always hated that guy. It's like, you never met him. Yeah, but I hate his stupid name, so I'll hate his stupid face. And then you meet him, and the dude's essentially crunk. Yeah. Dude, that was also, that was a hilarious line of like, she's dead? No, that woman's going on 50 and works out every day. <laughs> um, no, I think that moment of, like, I'll never change was one of those, like, perfect kind of, like, hey, here's a reminder of, like, what the story's really about moments and we got a yeah. couple of really good ones with that i really love the ending as well when everyone goes out to see the eye to see the creature and like everybody's mm-hmm. looking at the eye and whatnot except for jaeger and searcher yeah. and they're kind of just having well, this just, moment well i mean just the the whole climax of jaeger coming back and just telling searcher you know these mountains are my legacy you are and the idea of familial legacy and understanding what your worth is and trying to you know have a survivable environment for your future generations to grow and live in is is it's touching especially in the times we're living in now where you see things like the major storms and flooding in california and it's it's scary to have to follow this stuff be like yeah is this a world you would want to bring children into and it's hard to it's hard to say one way or another for a lot of us and i feel like that's something that's only going to continue to grow and fester within society over time yeah it's really interesting like it's one of those things like 
yeah, California's flooded this season. Next season, it's wildfires. Meanwhile, we're getting yeah. hurricanes and, on the other and side. Horrendous of the- drought. Yeah. And but- then we've had extreme cold weathers, storms last month. So yeah, like Texas is freezing, which is just weird to me. Like it's, it's definitely poignant. But I think we also yeah, like had a another, for sure. We had a really good line there that kind of goes back to like the big things of the movie of when it is a searcher and Jaeger arguing when Jaeger's going to take off of. I'm about to destroy my legacy so that my kid has a place to live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was going to get rid of all that Pano. Like, that's what he was known for. Also, Panda Pan yeah, is just a great name as well, by the way. Eh. It, it was kind of, like, I found it kind of odd that, like, I don't know. It works. I, at the end well. of the day, it it's, it's a MacGuffin, but, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really vibe with it. Yeah. MacGuffin's a MacGuffin, but I, I thought it worked well for it. I think it was named after something mm-hmm. in, like, or something. Let me look it up. Utah or something, I think I it saw. It was something like I was that, yeah. Through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just the the scene with Searcher and his, or uh, not Searcher, with Ethan and his friends, both in the beginning of the film and then at the end. Just seeing that character development is him being like super awkward and teenagery about, you know, his crush and all that. And his dad trying to be his best dad about it. Like the, the father son moments at the beginning with Searcher and Ethan are just awesome, especially when they're doing the deliveries. It's like my kid thinks I'm an amazing dad. It's like, oh, you're just trying to embarrass him. But he's not like mad at you. He's just like embarrassed, which is just so mm-hmm. fun. And I was interested to see how that was going to play out with, uh, when Jaeger was asking Ethan, like, so do you have a crush on anybody? And he's like, well, you know, so who is it? Who is it? And he tells him this guy. And, and I was like, going. oh, yeah. It's like that, that, that narrative, or at least like the world that they live in has normalized that at least to yeah. this extent, especially having I, I was surprised that they 25 years that. is surprising. But yeah, he didn't have to do like a, like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> No, I very much it. when he told him, I very much expected the old man thing of, oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm both glad they didn't go that route, but it also would have been interesting to see these characters address something like that of you know generational understanding of gay mm-hmm. relationships is something that I would love to see further explored in film, and Disney would be, you know, at the forefront if they were to do it, and they. Yeah haven't it was sort of I, just like yeah this is normal here which is also a good approach to it but i can't help yeah. but think that was originally in the script like this movie felt and like i think you can see it a little bit in the, the writing of this felt like it was rewritten and rewritten and rewritten and it felt like it was rewritten because of decisions that higher-ups didn't want um mm-hmm. i would love to see what the original script for this movie was because it feels like it was something else slightly different Maybe I would, I would, I would pay good money to, you know, attend a round table discussion from the directors and writers just to understand what that process was right. Was like, what didn't make it off of the cutting room floor? Cause they don't tend to put out movies of this length. So there was definitely some major time cut off of this movie. I would think from, uh, cause like Disney just doesn't make movies like this, which I, while on one mm-hmm. hand, I appreciate a movie that was, succinct and and not two hours long but it, i'm just curious what didn't make it yeah unfortunately like um well i did manage to go see an online panel during taffy uh, they had some of the creators that worked on uh, strange world but they didn't go into the story 
per se, like the story process. There's more yeah. technical on the animation side. So seeing what probably a what, little still a little fresh. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, it's something of like I'm very curious, like what the process was on this one, especially with having LGBTQ less representation. Because I've seen we very much seen surprisingly firsthand um what the process has been like on the television side. Um, particularly with stuff like Owl House. Um mm-hmm. and to lesser degrees with stuff like High School Musical, the musical of the series. Always a mouthful. <laughs> um We'll never stop saying we'll it because that shows it's just a ton of fun. But yeah, I'm I'm very curious. Like this is one of those kind of thing where it's like we're gonna look back on this in a few years and be like, "Oh, really? That's how that went down." Yeah, like, what could have been? Like, I can't yeah. help but think that there was there was stuff behind the scenes that was fighting against this movie. And I think I think that's oh, why the marketing sure. happened. Like, we we've talked about Treasure Planet a couple times in this episode, but like Treasure Planet is this like practically famous story now of like it didn't get marketed because the directors pissed off disney like that was the reason that movie did not get marketed yeah i don't actually remember what that movie was about i should rewatch that at treasure some planet point. you mean what tre- it's treasure island in space yeah yeah but no like but the I, story I think behind treasure that planet the problem problem is I'll, I'll start searching treasure on disney plus and then i'll get muppets treasure island and be like oh i'm just gonna watch that I mean, the story behind Treasure what? Planet was literally they they went over studio heads heads and went straight to um, Roy Disney. Oh God! And because Roy loved the idea of Treasure Planet, um, and that's how their studio was like put brought on because they had done stuff like Little Mermaid and like really brought back like the Disney Renaissance area. So they're like. With that, we've we've proven we can make these amazing things. We want to make something that is ours as well. And here's this idea we've had for a while. They pitched it. They were it was going to get make made, but then it got shelved for some of the more Renaissance stuff. That's why it was made so late in the 2D animation era. I can't help but feel like this was that. And like obviously this is all wild speculation. But I don't know, there's a vibe here, you know? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go, like, the the biggest thing I'm taking away from this episode where we've been talking about how great Stranger World is, is I should probably go watch Treasure Planet yeah. for what might be the first time. Go watch it. I yeah. still listen to some of the songs from that movie. So, Goo Goo Dolls. Was it not Goo Goo Dolls? I think Goo Goo Dolls or, were, I, I want to say they, they were on, like... The lead singer guy. I don't know. I've got the soundtrack up here. Or I've got the IMDb up at the soundtrack. Things uh, Google Dolls. There, there is a relationship relation there. I just don't know. E.B. Mac, John Resnick. Okay, yeah, they did do it. the Iris. John Resnick. Iris, the song yeah. in there. I'm still here is sung by them. John well. Resnick. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm still here. It's the song I still listen to all the time. Um. No, it's it's a great movie. I highly recommend you go watch that, Mitch. And highly recommend that everyone goes watch watch a Strange World. Like y'all, like it took ten years to make that damn movie. Holy crap! Yeah, like read that <laughs> the making of that movie because it's really fascinating. Yeah, um, and I Definitely like I said, going I think, on the list. Yeah. I think something I'm sure might someone happened. will come up with a whole doc series of how Strange World came to be. The I funk mean, lip, get I on wish it. we had. I wish I, I would. I love wish it we still had bonus pictures on DVDs I, and Blu-rays like this. I, I would love Disney going back and reflecting on like doing their own. How did this get made? Disney edition. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that would be really interesting and insightful. And you can look at the success stories like Star Wars Visions or Mandalorian, like the big, big stuff. And I mean, they've already done a lot of behind the scenes stuff for the Disney Plus originals, which I really do appreciate. But I'd love to see someone histor- like just go back historically and be like, yes, yeah, somehow this got made and we are going to dig into it. See, I would love that. My only concern is with stuff like Treasure Planet, like Owl House, like this. There is definitely stuff there that Disney doesn't want public. Mm, and yeah. I think the only way we'd ever get those stories if it was if it was somebody outside of Disney telling those stories. Because as much as I love the Imagineering story or uh, behind the attraction or at least historical shows uh the ilm documentary they are still they are still colored by the successes that disney wants to show off yeah highlight the positive mm-hmm. don't talk about this they anymore. are to some level slightly revisionist billy it's just more ignoring the bad parts history which is yeah not perfect very it's, true it's 90 percent of the picture right it's like while people talk about um, Hamilton, it's like Hamilton's great. It's, it's only about 80% of the story of, of, of the actual man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. nearly as many prominent black figures in the story of the American revolution either. <laughs> it's kind of the point. Yeah. <laughs> the casting in Hamilton, but we're not talking about Hamilton. Oh, yeah. There's an episode on that way back from way back when that dropped. Um, go watch that if you want to hear people talk about Hamilton. No, we should probably wrap this episode up. Uh, yeah. I think we all agree. Recommend people go watch Strange World. 100%. Yeah. Go watch Osmosis a... Jones 2 Strange World. Yes, and watch Treasure Planet. And Treasure Planet as well. Um, and watch Puts in Boots The Last Wish over Avatar The Way of Water. Yes, that, I'm breaking that out and t- tweeting it and just adding James Cameron to piss off nerds um oh please uh, i mean on one hand it could get traction and people would see the podcast but on the other hand let's not piss off one of the most prominent filmmakers in the last 20 years what if i, I got nothing years. to lose man i got nothing to lose when did titanic come out 99 i don't know i don't care they're re-releasing it yeah they're i know they're doing the high frame rate 4k thing, and 3d i still think that they're just re-releasing that so that it gets higher in the like highest box office ever 1997 and 100% the reason behind it is because they wanted to pass Avengers because James Cameron while congratulating Avengers for passing Avatar definitely had Avatar re-release so it would pass Avengers like that's the, uh, that's why I have no issues I'm, pissing this man off because he has a massive ego he's a little I'm petty upset, I'm upset that that re-release of Avatar is not yet on Disney Plus they still have the original yeah, I'm surprised they didn't put the 4K version out. That's kind I of think they'll put, yeah. I think they'll put it up when they put up uh, Way of Water. Way of Water, which should be soon, right? Like it's. Uh, we'll see. It's having oh, a long enough it's... throng in theaters that they'll probably push it. No, oh, I mean, how long did Top Gun stay in theaters? Well, well, I meant more so the 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 turnaround time from theatrical to Disney Plus for most properties has been about six weeks. And while Avatar is doing really well in theaters, when that hits Disney yeah. Plus, I don't care how much you don't like Pocahontas, but it's blue people, and also has a whole bunch of Aboriginal characters not being played by Aboriginal actors, which is a problem. Yeah. Um, it That's will true. do gangbusters when it hits Disney Plus, and we won't talk about it. We won't talk about it because we don't like the movie. <laughs> and as much as we like talking about things, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it when I see it. I'll, I'll I have talk my about concerns it. just with it in general. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll bring it back. We'll bring you back on, and it will just be you. Just you talking. Okay. About hey guys, talking. welcome to my avatar soapbox. I have no 
I have no pony in this. <laughs> I will make you a podium that will just like superimpose on the video. <laughs> no, no, just just order it and I'll I deliver know. it. Oh, even better, even better. No, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, listen, thanks for joining us. Where can people find you? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, you. Jason, yes. Yeah, I said Jason. Oh, sorry. sorry, I said your name you very fast. <laughs> Griffin likes to fast yeah, talk you when can he's find me. I, I fast yeah, talk all the time. Up. Normally, I'm better about it. That's because you're always tired when I talk to you. That's why I just assumed. I live off caffeine. Yeah. You live in Portland. It's It's on brand. Yeah, Jason, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at jdas2k. Hit me up there. And Mitch, the all-important th- stuff that we shell at the end of every episode. Where can people at find you? At D plus us on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, soon to be coming to Instagram and any other social platform your grandmother might be on. So make sure you go to whatever page on your aunt, you know, Susie's iPhone and and make sure you're following at D plus us on all of those platforms. Griffin is all over the place at Griffy Depa. That's G R I F F I D P A D. And I'm everywhere at Mr. Mitch George links at MitchGeorge.com. Here's what I need y'all to do. I need y'all to go to our YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, then go down yes, to your please. local bookshop. And when you want it, after watching this movie and getting that Jules Verne, go find a Jules Verne book, buy it from your local bookshop. And while checking out, talk to them about our channel and get them to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's your goal of today. Do I need to go grab my copy of Journey to the Center of the Earth right now? No, you need to go get a like brand new one from a local bookstore. Um, Why can't I just grab the one that's already on my bookshelf? Planet. So that you can go support local bookstores. <laughs> Duh. But, I mean, we or, don't have local bookstores. They're all chains or here. Or an atlas and travel. <laughs> you say, I, I live in the city with the most famous local bookstore, so. Blockbuster? No, that's Bent. I live in, I live in the city with Palace Books. No, Close um, enough. Yeah, go no, seriously enough, folks, go do check out that YouTube channel where we do have all of our content up. We are currently doing weekly episodes when I remember to post them about National Treasure <laughs> Edge of History. Uh, we have It's all over. Six we've talked six episodes about that. Uh, I think it's four episodes total of the show of our show to go watch uh, over five. There. Oh no, yeah, four, because two of them we did two episodes. You're right. We also have our last full episode up there, which is weird to think that our last full episode was about Muppets Christmas uh yeah, Muppets Christmas Carol. So, uh, again, please go watch that because right now it's sitting at 99 views, at least the last time I checked. And it would be awesome to get that over 100 because that is a nice little milestone for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our first video over 100 and whatnot. Um, yeah, go check out our other stuff. We would be super happy if you watched everything, but you know, just being here is enough. If you made it to the end of this podcast, thank you. This has been I a love you. rambly, weird one. So, like, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, we will see you all in the next episode. But until next time, have a magical day.